This would have been a perfect moment as he's delivering the monologue to hear the flat line and everything and him yelling, yeah. doctor, doctor, come in quick. But I don't even think they could afford the little beepy machine. And I don't think that this actor could have pulled it off. So they just smash cut to the fucking view. What's amazing is they probably have that scene. Right. And they were just like they were editing the movie and went, no, no, mm. we're going to fill that time with more skate montage. Do we have enough for the rights to eat? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we spent it on Patricia Arquette. awful movie 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because apparently we can't help it. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Ed. Right, Heath? Welcome back. Skateboarding. Yeah. Oh. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Eli will be unable to join us today, but in his stead, we're happy to welcome back skeptic of several years, Michael Marshall Marsh. Glad you could join us, sir. Hey, pleasure to be here. You can't tell because it's an audio recording, but I'm actually skateboarding forwards really slowly, but in a perfectly straight line, which is oh, super nice. impressive. I'm yeah. wearing a hat backwards today. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Are you a skateboarder? I wasn't sure, Marsh. I'm very excited. <laughs> so tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Hard Flip. It's the story of skateboarding and cancer and Jesus, I think. I mean, there's... <laughs> Absolutely zero connection between no. those things in the movie, but mm -mm. they didn't care. Nope. And they didn't even try with the title. This bothered me. It could have been Godtown and Z-Boys. Oh, nice. Or nice. Uh, <laughs> The Ollie Dilemma or <laughs> Grind Faith. Just no effort. Come on. Oh, oh <laughs> guys, just run it by us just one fucking time. And Marsh, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the PlayStation. <laughs> I did. But you just felt that the movement of the characters was just a bit too realistic and lifelike. <laughs> you will love this movie. If they emoted a little too much for you, if that bothered you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I did find myself constantly pressing X in hopes that the dialogue would end while I watched this. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Okay, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be best worst skateboarding. Sorry to take the obvious one. Yep. That's uh, a good choice. The lead character, at every point, everyone around him describes him as an awesome skateboarder. Wow, he's so great. But everything we see him actually do is basically going medium fast in a perfectly straight line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't think was that impressive. Yes. No, occasionally he'll ollie. It's like, oh, well, someone else will ollie. Somebody, but well, right, somebody's yeah, right, right. feet, maybe his, his <laughs> right, doing ollie. Yes, yes, someone with shoes. <laughs> okay, so I was going to go with best worst Liverpoolian ex machina. Okay. <laughs> now, so, listeners, I just recently learned the word Liverpoolian as a, as a person from Liverpool. I'm really upset with Marsh for never using that word around me such that, because it's a brilliant word. I know it's probably not there because you would need a lot of liver puddles to make a Liverpool, but in my mind, <laughs> that's the root of the term. I think it is. I think that is the root of the term. Oh, is it really? That's Seriously? <laughs> I think it might be. It genuinely might be. Okay, that would be the oh, most... Puddle and pool come from the same root, I assume. Okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's probably true. That all right. That's the sense. cutest goddamn thing ever. And I've been wanting to work it into, like, a show because it's such a great, funny fucking word. And this movie was like, mm. here you go. We have it on this silver platter for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's weird. There's no exaggeration there. There is a Liverpudlian ex machina that's going to happen. Yeah. Very exciting. I was going to go with best worst problem of evil. Now, we, we've <clears> dealt <throat> with a lot of these, but this one is rough. We get a mom dying of movie cancer. Spoiler, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Christian writers normally in most of the movies we've done, when that happens, the movie cancer, they're supposed to have something about, you know, mysterious ways, grand plan, whatever. But this time, the movie just completely forgot that they brought up the problem of evil, and then they just leave it. There's even a prophet of God character, and he's just like, oh, atheism, that sucks. Like, oh, yeah, you want me to have something here for... I do not. Nope. Anyway, skateboarding (laughs) or something. Uh, Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, that's really the message. (laughs) Cancer mom right there. All right, well, I'll tell you what. We've got two hours of Buscemi's How Do You Do Fellow Kids 30 Rock meme on the other side of this break, so we're going to keep it brief. And when we come back, we'll drop into all the six shreds that are hard flip. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hey, Noah, um, what's up with all the blueprints? Uh, just plotting a bit of revenge. Right, is that, is that a map of the Dublin airport? It doesn't really matter what it is, Marsh, but if anybody should ask later, no. That is not what it was. Noah, have you considered trying BetterHelp Online Therapy? What's BetterHelp Online Therapy? BetterHelp is online therapy that can help you deal with the stresses of everyday life. And it's a much healthier way to deal with your emotions than whatever you've got in those crates from Acme. I don't know, Marsh. Going to a therapist seems like a whole big thing. Well, BetterHelp offers therapy online. You can chat with your therapy on video, on the phone. You can even do chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Plus, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy or international bail, for example. They could have you match with a therapist in under 48 hours. Hmm. Well, you know, it would take more than 48 hours to even dissolve all those bolts underneath the floor, so I guess you sold me, Marsh. How do I sign up? Our listeners get 10% off their first month of betterhelp.com slash awful. That's betterhelp.com slash awful. Mm. Yeah, no, I guess I'll give it a try. Now, you think you can help me to free some sedated tigers? I'd really rather not. Fine. (laughs) Hey, dudes. Welcome to the first ever writer's room meeting for our skate movie, Heartflip. Now, as you're all aware, Inspire Film has agreed to give us gnarly funding as long as we make the movie Christian, which is awesome. Hey, dude, uh, question? Yes, Chad. Oh, well, we're all named Chad. Yeah. Right. uh, I'm sorry, but the Chad with the question. Right. Obviously. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So Chad here. Uh, How do you make a Christian movie? Right. Yeah. So Inspire actually sent me a list. Uh, it has it has to have five of the following six things, right? A mom with cancer, a dad who loves his job too much, unpaid bills, a magical homeless minority, a Bible quote, and a person ugly crying at God. Oh. What? What? Oh. Well, uh, what if we don't know how cancer, jobs, bills, homelessness, the Bible, or just like grief in general work? Because I don't. Oh. Yeah, no, that's a good question, dude. Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. We could just fill up all the parts that we don't know with just film of us skating. Oh, good call. I mean, what if that's... Noise. Yeah. But, like, what if that was still not enough? Um, we can film us filming us skating? Brilliant. Done. Yeah. 
All right, who's ready to snort some weed? (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown, and the fellow youth shit is going to kick in before we're even out of the (laughs) logos. (laughs) Guys, this is brought to us by, among other people, Digital Films with a Z. Fuck you. Fuck. I mean, the the fact that it was films with a Z, it literally took all my willpower not to immediately turn this off and just make my excuses for this episode. <laughs> no, thank you. So my, my, my wife broke her other ankle. Yeah, no. I wrote my notes. First note I have is pluralizing with a Z, the sitting backwards in your chair of corporate logo craft. <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to open up on our main character who I have down as a kid, but like, you know, in air quotes, right? Like, so, yeah. I mean, they're just quotes, I guess, since they're written. But yeah. And, and this is a guy whose last tweet definitely had hashtag YOLO and he's skateboarding <laughs> badly. I hated every. I'm literally better at skateboarding than this actor. I'm not yeah. good at skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I think that's probably true. He, I have him down as the poor man's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I had him as uh, Justin Bieber all the way through. But the fact that this is a skateboarding film, I just had like this film was made in 2012, and someone should have told the film that they should have let the film know <laughs> that it was made in 2012. <laughs> well, it's a Christian movie, so culturally, it was made in 2002. Though, so that that's yeah. true. <laughs> So yeah, so har- the, the the title flips its way into the screen, skateboard style. Oof. Hard flips <laughs> into its into the screen. Such an uncool movie name, and there's no amount of extreme font that's going to change nope. that. They try hard, <laughs> but they fail bad. So yeah, so but we open up pretty much right away on a skate montage, bunch of people in a skate park. Yeah, with skateboard tricks by everyone except the main character yes. who we saw right at the beginning. Because he's right rough and it's it's they're weaving in and out of the people and the thing maybe i'm just an old man at this point but when we're watching them weaving through the people and jumping over street furniture i could only think about how much they were inconveniencing the pedestrians that's right. the only thing that was on my <laughs> mind at all times come on you guys are dicks people are trying to walk there <laughs> stop doing ollies in my yard fuck you <laughs> yeah so a little bit of characterization here we get we learn that our main character's name is caleb he's awesome at skateboarding we know this because people say it a lot that's it (laughs) that's true he's awesome at skateboarding and then we also meet joey who's awesome at filming people skateboarding that's going to be his personality sure but caleb does not like to be filmed yeah or mic'd up apparently from what from what we see (laughs) yeah he gets filmed by film nerd guy and then he's like i don't like being filmed like uh, a movie about me would be terrible stuff. <laughs> terrible idea. And then, yeah. And then we watch a movie about him. Yeah. yeah I'd <laughs> like him to not be filmed as well, please. Yes. I'm yeah. on board with him. He's <laughs> so bad at skate. He's the ankle bender of skateboarding. So like when people <laughs> learn to play hockey for the first time, their ankles turn all the way. He's that for skateboarding. He's so bad. <laughs> so We also meet who's, who's the o- other old guy we meet here with the spy fedora and the Vans t-shirt, which they clearly got sponsored by. So this is a professional skater. This is a professional skater who was a Christian. I looked this up. There's oh, reasons really? that I started looking up some of the cameos in this film. But he's called he's called like Christian Holoy or Hozoy or something like that. And he's only playing the sponsor in this because in real life he's quite a famous skater, apparently. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all of these actors, like you said before, they're way too old. They're like the guy at the playground with no kid for this. <laughs> yes. It's no good. Yeah. They should be sponsored by unmarked vans. 
<laughs> well done, sir. Oh, amazing. Yeah. No, the, the main character in this, who's supposed to be 18 in the movie's universe, is literally in his 30s. It took me so long to figure out who's meant to be 18. We'll come to it, but there's entire <laughs> scenes that I g- give a totally different spin on his character once you realize he's meant to be 18 and not 30. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. They all live at home with their parents, but it, it tracks if they're 30, too. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. true. The skateboarders. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so, but Caleb wanders off all angry about being filmed. Everybody's really impressed with his mad skills. But then we have to watch the bullies of the movie, Ryder and fucking Ryder's sidekick, you got me, who are going to harass Ralph the homeless guy. Okay, (laughs) yeah, stupid scene. The best part is these two evil skateboarders skateboard the, like, six feet over to Ralph (laughs) to get to him and then pull up on the skateboards again. It's so dumb. They do this for the whole movie. Over and Mm. over again. Everyone in the film. Yes. No. (laughs) It's like they figured that made it. There was like a a minimum number of minutes of skateboarding you needed to get qualified for a skateboarder (laughs) film. (laughs) But yeah, so, but they, they find Ralph, the homeless guy and they dump out his trash can full of bottles. Cause they're like, ha, fuck you homeless guy. And he's like, I forgive you. I am Christian. And they're like, ah, gross. <laughs> and then they wander off. And right away we get just how terrible the movie is. They, like at some point they were like, Oh, what do, um, what do homeless people look like? How should we make that happen in our movie? And they landed on Jamaican Santa Claus in a grunge band. And they're yep, like, that's yep, right. Yep. That's all homeless people. I think there you go. Yeah, I was pretty sure they only called him Ralph. Cause he looks a bit like the Muppet Ralph. <laughs> I think that's what they've gone with. He does. Wow. All right. So, so he, Oh, and then of course, Caleb helps him pick his bottles back up. Cause he's the good guy. So then we get our 31 year old kid getting home <laughs> and we have to establish that mom's like an absentee mom and not a good person. And we do that in this movie's universe or in, in this movie's mind, I should say. And we do that by having her like have left a note that says dinner's in the fridge when he gets home. Yeah. Instead of being there cooking a dinner for him. But he's one of those neglected kids whose mom just makes him meals that she's cooked for him for whenever he comes home so he can eat them. That That's how neglected he is. Like, quick, yes. get him on D-roll dad so he can play about how hard he had it growing huh. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I didn't catch this. You're, you're saying it. The movie's saying it's bad that she left him food in the oven. Yeah. Mom's yes. not even there. She's just left him food in the oven when he comes home at an indeterminate time. Yep. She even leaves him a note. It's really, he even reads yeah. the note out loud. It just says yes. food in the oven, love mom. And he's like, food in the oven, <laughs> love mom. Oh, but it's bad. There's a really small thing as well. Like when he comes in, he drops the skateboard like casually, but he drops it very carefully onto the rug. And I thought, did, did this movie not have two skateboards money? They didn't have break yeah. a skateboard kind of money. That's <laughs> be very careful with the assets. That's that actor's board. He's like, all right, but I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not gonna drop it hard. <laughs> Put something cushy under there. So yeah, so he he gets his absentee mom dinner. Then we cut to mom. She's in her car getting some bad news on the telephone. We all wrote in our notes, it's cancer, right? Hundred percent. It's yeah, absolutely <laughs> cancer. We all guessed into a cancer. One hundred percent correctly. She's sitting there on the phone just. Hearing on the other side, hello, Mrs. Christian movie, you have cancer of the atheism. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. Uh. Yep. Is it even, is it the quickest cancer moment you've ever seen? Cause we're about five Ooh, minutes it, into the film at this point. It might be, I bet it's close. I bet it's not quite the fastest though. Just my guess. 
for any character who didn't already have cancer, like we hadn't established them with cancer, like as you see them, you know, not already in the hospital. For, for right. someone we see and then giving them cancer, it's pretty quick. She might as well be like, ow, my eye. I bet that's cancer and get on the phone. It's so dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, so she gets this news and then she goes home and she drinks alcohol right out of the bottle. Mm. No, that's not how anybody would. It's fine. It's no, fine. it's so stupid. <laughs> All right, so now we got to meet Dad, right? So we cut to this high-rise downtown where Dad works. Yeah, the music definitely thinks that there's some sort of heist about to happen around right? here. This it, yeah, it does. Also, maybe like a techno-capitalist porn scene. <laughs> <with the heist. laughs> it's confusing because that doesn't happen. It was very disappointing. And Dad in this movie will be played by John Schneider, God off of movies Hall of Famer, <laughs> not hurting anybody. <laughs> He walks in and he's like, and of course, he's got to be the bad boss, right? So he walks in and he's like, get me Stupak right away. And the secretary's like, uh, Stupak's not here. And he's like, I will bring down thunder and fury upon your generations. <laughs> so stupid. And then she gets Stupak on the phone two seconds later. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. got a direct line to Stupak. <laughs> she picks up her Stupak phone. <laughs> Stupak, get back here. And we're all what? talking. <laughs> We're all just saying Stupak like that is a normal sound to you to refer to a human being. But his name, I thought, oh, it's a nickname. It's the office nickname for Stu or something. No, his name is Mr. Stupak. It's Bill yep. Stupak. Yep, it's Bill Stupak. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, she's like, he's like, get me Stupak right away. He goes into his office. There's this great moment. He picks up a picture of his wife and kid or not wife is the his kid and and the, his kid's mom and then he like tosses it onto his desk angry at it for giving him feels oh and the the the, the props in this scene are fantastic because first of all the office is comically empty like genuinely yes. comically empty there's cupboards they're all empty there's binders on the desk there's no paper in them it's like the movie yep. only had this room for half an hour and weren't allowed to leave any trace and even even the photo of this guy's wife and kid if you look at it, it's got printer lines across it because oh, the printer they used to print it out was running out of ink and they didn't bother getting it printed on glossy paper. So it's just, <laughs> everything about it is so shit. Like, I think he throws it down because he realizes how low quality the photo is. <laughs> like, oh, I, sh I shouldn't be showing this to the camera. So I just yeah, want to put right. it back down. <laughs> Still has the feed from the dot matrix on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Stupak comes in. He must not have been far away. It only takes him a minute. <laughs> Stupak comes in and he's like, I'm sorry, my wife had an accident. He's like, I don't care about your stupid wife and her stupid accent. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. But the exact line is even worse than that. <laughs> yes. Yes. He says, my wife had an accident on the floor, but <laughs> they didn't write anything else for him because you can't. That's dumb. There's nothing that can go after that. <laughs> so the way as it happens opposed is, to on the ceiling. Right, yeah, right. What, what does that mean? He says, my wife had an accident on the floor. You have to cut me off. I'm done. I don't have yeah. anything. That sounds like she just peed. She, she pissed herself. That's, yes. that's the only thing that could mean is she pissed herself. <laughs> so, yeah, but John doesn't care about all that shit. He needs Stupak to fix the mistake he made. They're architects, and he's made a very serious mistake on the blueprints for the Kobayashi building. Right? And he needs to fix that, even if it means working all night. His mistake is that the plans are off by a quarter of an inch. So the, yes. is it, the plan to build the entire building is off by a quarter of an inch. It's a quarter of an inch out. At that point, you'd be fine with like an entire building, a skyscraper. You're not going to miss a quarter of an inch. Okay. Also, we see the blueprint and boss is pointing at it angrily being like, what does this say? Quarter inch. What does that say? Half inch. If the numbers in the blueprint represent inches, I looked at it. 
we were looking at a room that's like 10 inches by 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at that point, the court range would make a massive yeah, difference. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't even fit in there. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Just a floating door slightly inside the room. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so we cut back to the house where Caleb is rocking it out at his, at his computer. He's on birthcertificatesearch.com. Mm, yeah, he's uh, he's using the Comic Sans guide to finding your absent font. <laughs> yes, yes. You figure you don't go with a jaunty font on that website, mm, right? No, probably not. Times New Roman, guys. So <laughs> Be classy. So mom comes in and he acts like he's, not, he's watching porn, right? So he closes the computer, but apparently like nobody knew the password to get back into that computer if they closed it all the way or something, right? Because throughout the movie, he'll close it like three quarters of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the first time he does that. So him and his mom have a conversation where they establish that he skates too much and he needs to find some direction with his life. Yeah, and she she berates him for eating a whole bag of chips for dinner. And I thought, I was writing like, but he's like 30, right? Is he going to be eating a whole bag of chips for dinner? And then I wrote, sorry, Heath, I forgot you were right there. You were right there. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eat the food in the oven. There was a note. Yeah, there was a note. Right. I'd love it if some random person broke into my apartment and left me food in the oven and left me a note. <laughs> All right, listeners, that's, that's, <laughs> take that as a challenge. So yeah, but the mom says she wants him to do in her words, something more respectful than skateboarding. <laughs> yep. I mean, that is a long list. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, hey, by any chance, did you hear back from those art schools about your mm -hmm. very wholesome talent that you have that's not skateboarding? Yeah. Uh -huh. She says, yeah, you're so talented, just like your dot. You can hear her say dot, 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 basically. <laughs> She's right, desperately yeah, uh -huh. trying to be interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, Mom is mad that it's like too much skateboarding in his life. She wants him to focus on something lucrative like art school. Yes! <laughs> That's the plot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, no, skating is my future. Like, mate, you're 31. Skating isn't anyone's future, let alone a 31-year-old's yeah. future. <laughs> right. No, okay. but he's going to skate his way out of this place. Damn it. He's going <laughs> to... He's gonna be spot. He's gonna work hard, become a professional skateboarder, and and never have to be in this terrible town anymore. Okay, do you ever hear back from those bag of sand schools that you were buying yes. to? Any chance <laughs> you could sell bags of sand? No. All right. And of course, he's got a bitch at mom for not being around often enough, and she's like, "I work two jobs." And then you're like, "Oh, well, then yeah, you need to shut the fuck up, kid. She's working yeah. two jobs. Like, then you you just suck at the fuck up. You're 18." They have a conversation about how they've lost the house. Was I mad? Yeah. She says, yeah. Like, oh, it's not my fault we lost the house. You're in a house. You're very clearly in right, they, a house. <laughs> they lost one house and got a different house, apparently. That's, a, that's net zero. Yes. <laughs> we also find out that they're renting. So they're not like losing it to foreclosure. They just didn't pay rent. Yeah. Right. Right. I think she was talking about something that was supposed to have been in the past where they used to have a house and now they're in this apartment. I Who the fuck knows? Anyway, mm. so he gets mad, though. And he storms out. Well, we think he gets mad. I His face is so expressionless. I wrote, is this kid an actual Kendall? There is no movement across any of his facial features. We can only like take in the fact and, and infer the fact that he gets mad from context clues from the world right. around him. Yeah, exactly. And his eyes are always as open as the dude in that machine in... Clockwork Orange, yeah, you know? It's like, it's like how astrophysicists determine the existence of exoplanets by their gravitational effect on something around <laughs> yes, them. Right, That's right, how yeah. we've got to tell his emotions, just the effect <laughs> of the people around him. So, okay, I think there's probably an emotion around about in the middle bit there, near all the plastic guys. Yep. 
Yep. Okay, just the whole tone of this moment, though, is pretty fucked up. The movie seems to think this single mom who has two jobs and fucking cancer <laughs> is being lazy and a shitty yes. mom. That's what they're establishing, yeah. right? Yeah, and she drinks too much. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. G- Caleb's like, I'd have a dad if you didn't drink. And I wanted her to be like, hey, Caleb, hate to break it to you. You wouldn't exist if it weren't for alcohol. Don't <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but he storms off to go to escape montage. But before we can cut to that, we have to watch mom like go through his shit. She realizes he was on who's my daddy.com and gets all <laughs> depressed. Oh, and and then she finds his half smoked reefer. Right. And at this point, I still thought he was 30 because he clearly looks 30. So I, I was like, so his mother is disappointed that her 30 year old unemployed skater son was smoking weed. And that was a, right. that was a surprise to you, was it? <laughs> yeah. All right, so and then we watch some more mid-quality skate videos, but so that this won't seem like the last scene, they film it in the dark. We can't see it. It's fine. This is where Caleb goes to buy some drugs. So dumb. I've not been around a lot of drug dealers, okay? Sweet cinnamon bun over here. But, like, do drug dealers often signal that they're selling by, like, performing elaborate and attention-grabbing skateboards? Because that's what all these drug dealers... Is it like those birds who do all those, like, big mating dances to signal that they're up for it? Kickflip drugs, drugs, drugs. Hard flip drugs. No. Skating left to right, it means I'm holding. If I'm right to left... Yeah. Wait, my left? <laughs> Fuck. East, east to west, east to west. Get your compass Got it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ordinal. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he comes up, goes up to buy his drugs... And Joey, the kid that pissed him off by filming him earlier, is in the bushes filming the drug deal. Yeah. So <laughs> we watch Caleb walk up and be like, hello, skateboarders. Three drugs, please. No, I can't yeah. no problem. Good thing you saw us doing kickflips and going left to right or whichever it was. Good stuff. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, the video guy's filming this. Why not make Caleb the video artist? That would, that would, he wouldn't have to be a good skateboarder. He would actually mm. have an art. It would all make like there would be so much more to do in the movie. Yeah, that is that is a better film at that point. Right. So, OK, so we cut back to mom. She's written a letter to Caleb and she's putting it in her Bible as if to say, no, trust me, guys. Eventually, this is a Christian movie. <laughs> right. An hour later, this will become a Christian movie, but hard. <laughs> and we haven't touched on this yet, but the mom is Rosanna Arquette, isn't it? Yes. Yep. And at this uh, point, I wrote, yeah, those Arquettes, they can really mope, can't they? They've got the moping <laughs> down. That, that is, yeah. a, that is a, an entire dynasty of mopers. They've got, they can do that. <laughs> okay, brooding people, moping people should turn more lights on. Why, just right. turn one light on. It's weird. You're making it worse. Feels so much less mopey. Yes, exactly. There's this great moment too. She's looking through the photo album, the old family photos, but they were all t- like the kid is the same age as he is now in all of them. So I was like, oh, this was filmed in 2012. That must be their 2011 album. <laughs> <laughs> One of the pictures is very clearly his headshot. Yes. And another, I'm pretty sure another is a still from this movie. I don't know how they managed it. <laughs> So, yeah, but so mom watches that and then she hugs her Bible and she says to God, please, God, take care of him. Christian movie. Boom. <laughs> and then we get. Oh, so meanwhile, we, we see Caleb skating more and we see Ralph, the homeless guy, the, for the first of many times, holding up a cryptic sign. This is yeah. so stupid. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's a cardboard sign that he's written on with Sharpie and he's written. Therefore, if anyone. Yes, that's it. There are zero circumstances where that is a useful message on any sign, even as part of a series. That could be omitted. Whatever comes after could just come after. You yep. don't need this bit. This is useless. Yep. Okay. The, yeah. Super dumb. 
I looked it up to be like, all right, they're probably going for something here. Turns out that's the first three words of a passage from 2 Corinthians 5. Yes. So the idea, though, God has this homeless guy who's a prophet, according to the movie, and he's giving a message to Caleb. So Caleb was supposed to skate past this and be like, hold on, is that the first three words of 2 Corinthians 5? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Well, and this is this is how stupid it is. Eventually, like we'll see him with like all of that passage, but only three or four words at a time throughout the whole movie. So if you like pay it, if you wrote them down so to dumb. unlock the secret <laughs> message, like he's in an escape room or something, he's got to yeah. gather all the pieces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Caleb gets home, and this time mom's being a good mom. She's already home cooking like she should have been in the <laughs> first place, right? Yeah. She's like, look, I'm going all out. I'm making you dinner and everything. Yeah, going all out on this meal is she's got two tomatoes, a pepper, and some celery. And, and <laughs> yes. a pot, which apparently was already filled with some sort of sauce that didn't include the tomatoes, pepper, <laughs> no. and celery. Right. No, she's, I, mean, I made real dinner this time. Look at this cornucopia that I have next to me. <laughs> yes. But it's really just celery and one pepper. But eh, that's it. And we watch her do the uh, check the sauce thing at the beginning because yes, she uh -huh. has to do space yep. work at the beginning <laughs> of the scene. Checking the sauce is the only thing a movie cook will ever, ever do, ever. Yep. Yes. You're 100%. right. That, that and stir. Yeah. And then, okay, so he's setting the table. There's this amazing moment. She goes... I've been having headaches lately and I had a test done and I need to talk to you about your father. Now, that is the least, okay, it's my turn to talk now sentence ever fucking uttered. <laughs> right? But of course, Caleb will immediately go, my father, we're in a yelly fight now. Yeah. He does the annoying, interrupty thing that Christian movies do not understand how to do. And she's like, I'm dying. And he's like, dying to tell me about my father, right? And she's like, no, no, Caleb, I've got cans. Cans of tomatoes in that bolognese, right? Got it? <laughs> yes. That, and, and him interrupting like that as people are trying to tell him the reveal might as well be this character's personality <laughs> for so long. So, yeah, so, but this ends up being in a yelly fight. Mom tells him that she found his pot, his reefers, in his <laughs> drawer. And he's like, you were going through my drawers? And she's like, right, now that that makes me worse than you, doesn't it? But then he's annoyed with her for taking pills for her cancer. She's right, like, yeah, well, no, those are, those are pills for the whole, the whole cancer thing. Come on, that's allowed. And I wrote my notes at this point. During this this conversation, the two actors here are performing this argument with genuinely all the conviction and authenticity of a GTA cutscene. And this kept yes. coming back to me. It's just got that feel all the way through. <laughs> There's this amazing moment where she like silly smacks him and then apologizes right yeah. away. It's so, so bad. It's terrible. Yeah, and I, I want him to sort of walk off but be like walking into the wall for a few steps while the, the video just <laughs> rendered slightly badly. He just skateboards the two feet to his room all <laughs> But the slap is so dumb. She clearly went way too hard on the first yes. take of the slap. Yeah. So this one was like, arm out, tap with the hand, just the hand. <laughs> well, I, so I don't even think she went too far. I think like no matter how lightly she smacked him, the actor would go, ow! <laughs> right? And so this was what she was left doing, yeah. My eye! It, you hit me in the eye. In the eye. So this one was just like, slap. So, yeah, so she, they do that. He storms into his room. He turns his music up real loud. And outside the door, she's having a cancer attack. <laughs> 
She does. And in fair play to her, Rosanna Arquette does a pretty convincing fit and convulsion, which I can only assume she learned from Uma Thurman that time with the Orbitals. <laughs> that just, it comes, you get right back to it. It comes right back to you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A magic marker. Doesn't the homeless guy have one? A filth pen. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and, and uh, I, I noticed you, you guys had some amazing music notes here. Too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the music, the lyrics of the music are genuinely, I'm dying inside while the mum is having a cancer attack. <laughs> yes. Dying inside like a mom with cancer. She's knocking on the door right now. Just right on the nose, these lyrics. <laughs> she was in some films in like the 90s that were pretty good. We've not seen her since for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so but but he he gives her just long enough to have her cancer attack and then he comes out and he's like oh mom there's a plot now he actually goes hey mom wake up and i'm like you you think she's taking a nap you think she's just <laughs> exhausted from a long day at work but we cut to mom in the hospital passed out and caleb's like well how long is she gonna be like this and the doctor says this amazing line he says a coma can last a day or longer <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Right. Cool. Okay. Glad I asked you an important question. Yeah, yeah. And then at this point, the doctor walks out and he very clearly leaves like a big steaming cup of coffee on her bed tray over her bed. Yes. And I thought, yes. Is that, is that her coffee? Did they make the coma patient a coffee? <laughs> and then I thought, I guess it's worth a try, like in the cartoons. Maybe she'll be woken up by the smell. Because you'll kick right, yourself yeah. if, mm-hmm. if you didn't try it and that would have worked. You kick yourself. <laughs> I also like that the, the doctor at one point was like, all right, just going to check your cancer with my stethoscope because oh, that's yeah, the yeah. only space work a doctor can ever do. Yep. <laughs> oh no, there's an amazing other piece of space work that he learns for another scene. I can't wait to get to it. It's my favorite piece of space work oh, in yes. the entire yeah, film. Uh-huh. So I think I know where we're going there. Okay. <laughs> but first we have to cut to John Schneider. He's golfing in the dark because he's lonely. He's lonely like a rich person. Evil capitalist golf balls that he's hitting. Yes. <laughs> he might as well be hitting them out of an intern's mouth that he doesn't pay. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then we cut to him. He's going, he's, he's got to fly to Santa Barbara. So he's going to the airport for his private plane. And there's a hot chick that wants to fuck him desperately. And it's so weird, this this unnecessarily sexy British girl in, in a very sexy red dress who's at his private airport, and she's only there to prove that this guy fucks. That's the only yes, purpose of her character. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, she'll she'll come back for another scene, and then we'll never see her again, but just to she clearly well establish... into a literal refrigerator right after this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and also, by the way, she's like three years older, I think, than the guy playing his son. Right? Oh, like she's, yeah. She's... 30 years younger than him. It's kind of, kind of fucked up. So anyway, but he begrudgingly agrees to fuck her this weekend <laughs> on Saturday. Right. He's like, fine, fine. Uh, we'll go out on a date on Saturday. And then he gets aboard the plane where Stupak is already there pouring over the documents, the, the blueprints for this big meeting that they're going to. They have this stupid ass argument about where the staircase is supposed to go. Cause they don't know any, actual architect words or terms or anything. Yeah, they're, they're apparently arguing with, with an engineer about where a staircase can go. Mm. And I, it's like, yeah, the, the engineer says the staircase has got to go between the floors. Absolutely not. No, no, this is my building. I'll put the staircase not between the floors. We're doing a quarter inch staircase and that's that. I'm the boss. <laughs> okay. And he's got a private jet. Yes. He's just one of those architects that have got a private jet with a, what, a, a full-time private crew as best as we can tell. Yeah, yep. Yep. Well, we'll learn later that they made the Patronus Towers. So that's, that's a pretty, <laughs> big, pretty big deal. 
So, but and there's also this great moment where he turns to Stupak and he says, "Apropos of nothing, I have a much deeper and more developed character that was once an artist and, and didn't care about just money." And he's like, "Really?" He's like, "We'll learn more about that in Act Two. End of scene. Yep. So, okay, so we check back in with Cancer Mom. Caleb slept at the hospital all night. Okay, so space work, Doctor. <laughs> doctor walks in. Doctor looks at the mom in the bed. He takes out a pen. Yes! He writes himself a little note. And I hope the note reads, <laughs> still in coma. <laughs> and the pen goes back away. Or maybe sleeping. I don't know. I don't have my stethoscope. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so the doctor wakes him up and he's like, hey, man, I think you should go home. You know, she could be in this state for a little while. And he's like, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for clearing up all that ambiguity. He also says... Right now, she just needs some rest. <laughs> From her coma? Yes, she's in a fucking coma, dude. Prescribed bed rest for coma. <laughs> in the movie. He likes to make it easy on him, yeah. That's one of the things. The doctor just wants to feel useful at that point. She's like, okay, well, yes. you're already going to be unconscious in a bed. If I prescribe bed rest, I'll feel like I've done something here. Okay, lay down. Stay. Nailing it. There's also this great moment where the doctor's like, here, take my card. Call me at home if you need anything. And I'm like, that's not how doctors work. What the fuck is this all about? Yeah, that is so weird. All right. So so now we're going to skateboard to a little bit more rock and roll. We're at a at Ryder's house, I guess. Ryder is the bad guy skater, and he's got a little quarter pipe in the backyard. His name is Ryder. Yes, it is. So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> And we get to watch his evil sidekicks skateboard the 10 feet from the front door of his house yes. to the side yard where they have the half pipe. Yes. It's through grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we and they have to like abuse nerdy brother-in-law pledge kid. There's no reason for this character, by the way. He There's no, no. like resolution or whatever. They're just going to be mean to him a couple of times. Yeah, he like he calls him bro, and then Ryder like properly snaps it. Don't call me bro. And I wrote, yeah, this is a dude group, and don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to watch Joey, the filming kid. He's there, and they're being mean to him too. And he can't even open a beer right, you know. Yeah, th that was supposed to be like character development of him being like kind of a nerd. I feel like I guess it's really the same as opening a soda. No, like yes. wouldn't anybody <laughs> know how to open that? I think they're meant to have like. Shuck it up first, because he's like, go on, open the beer, go on, open the beer. And then it, it squirts everywhere. And he's like, ha ha, you know, what an amazing jape that the, the can squirted a little bit when you opened it. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we have fun around here. We yeah. have fun. No, that, that does develop the character. Good point. Mark. Yeah, 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 it does. There you go. <laughs> All right. So now we cut to Caleb's house. He's trying to play skateboard and video games because skateboard is his whole personality. And then the mailman shows up with a big pile of bills for him. Who the fuck is this mailman? They've hired basically what looks like a porn star to be the mailman. He opens yes. it and he's like, sup, man, pow, letters. And I was like, who is that? I looked it up. <laughs> this is the writer of the movie. This is him oh, giving no! himself a cool cameo. Genuinely, I looked it up. Fantastic. Johnny Remo or whatever bullshit name he chose. With. Bam, have some letters later. <laughs> they call me the mailman because I do it. Well, I literally do. Okay, I'm in. So, that, yeah, I actually am. I do that in my movies. So, <laughs> Yeah, so he like smacks the big pile of bills. Whatever is he going to do? But just then he notices that among the bills is a check from his estranged, long lost dad. Right? So it turns out there's a check in there. And then he starts rooting through his mom's drawers and her boxes in her closet and shit to see if he can find a few more. 
and, and going through your mum's drawers and the boxes she keeps really high up in her wardrobe is a risk. Like, that could have gone <laughs> badly for him. This movie could have got real good real fast. <laughs> no. Yeah, but he does find a few more letters, so he gets on his laptop to do a bit of sleuthing. This is where he finds his dad's architecture website. Yeah, and it, it's amazing he didn't find it before, because if you look at the address bar of the uh, the browser he's got open, it's very clearly a file on his own desktop. So he, I yes. think he could have stumbled across <laughs> that website at some other point in his life. So, <laughs> it's my documents, mate. Come on. Yeah. So, so Caleb heads to the office. There's this great moment where the secretary tries to stonewall him, and he's like, I'm his son. He has to see me. And she's like, well, if you just, if you give us your information, we will have him call you back. <laughs> Hold on. No, I'll, no, I'll check with him. I'll check with him. Uh, Suzanne. Oh, no, no. Yeah. He says he's very busy. He's going out for a pack of cigarettes. He'll be right back though. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if she said that. He walks in there. There's like, he's tying bed sheets together or something in the office. Yeah. It's so silly, but Caleb's brought his skateboard with him. And at this point I realize, and it holds up for the rest of the film, the skateboard's a comfort blanket for him because there is nowhere he goes that he isn't carrying a skateboard through all everything he does. He's in the hospital, the skateboard's just against the wall. Everywhere. Yep, sure is. <laughs> he just curls up on it in the field position. <laughs> so yeah, but so he storms into the office to tell John Schneider what's what, right? He like starts yelling at him. He starts to storm off, and then he storms back. He's just storming back and forth. He's storm pacing at a certain <laughs> point. And his dad tells him to wait. At one point, he said, "I spent eighteen years waiting." And then, I guess, like another 13 more, Probably. something like that, as opposed to... <laughs> Got a late start at it. And then Dad's like, okay, no, I get it. I am sorry. I'm very sorry. So what about this? Uh, we go out for a real nice dinner. You order anything you want, double fries, whatever. Call it even? <laughs> it's like, fuck you. I'm storming out now. Yeah. But then but then the kid has to be like, oh, wait, I... We have more lines. I have to, you know what? I wanted to storm back in and keep talking. And now we do that now. Right. And he's doing that stupid ass thing where he keeps demanding answers and then cutting him off when he starts yeah. answering and shit. Yeah. And he, he says a line that I, I find completely inexplicable. He says, you know, I'm what society refers to as a bastard. Do you know what that makes you? And I'm like, genuinely no. Is there a word for yeah. the end of that? I don't know. Is there a word? I don't think that there is. No. So anyway, he's like, I've got an important skate montage to go to. And he wanders off, and but he's slammed down like the old love letters that mom kept or whatever. So now John Schneider just picks up one of the letters and reads it. And we hear the voiceover of him writing it <laughs> as he reads the thing that he wrote as if to enter it into the fucking record of this movie's backstory. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, I, I love you and I want to marry you. But, you know, not while you're pregnant. Ew. <laughs> you gotta That's basically the letter you gotta get a right so, <laughs> all right well i'll tell you what this movie just exposited in a manner so lazy i feel like it might need a nap so we're gonna take a quick break but we're back in a flash with even more hard flip hi uh sorry to bother you can you help me find something um uh, okay you're, you're looking at me like you heard my question um i figured i figured you would talk next no? Okay, so I'm looking for a small container of time to make roasted potatoes. Five pound bags, aisle eight. Right, okay, thanks. But uh, I'm just trying to make this one recipe for today. Do you have anything smaller than that? We got bigger, if that helps. It, it does not. You know, you, you should probably try HelloFresh. 
Oh, what's HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. All right, but that sounds kind of expensive, is it? Actually, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than the average restaurant, and it's even cheaper than shopping right here at the grocery store. And they've got great recipes. My favorite is the Thai coconut curry tofu with bell pepper and cilantro lime rice. Yeah, that, that does sound pretty good. But what happens if I, like, go on vacation? That's no problem. You can just update your delivery address and you can have it sent straight to your destination. Okay, nice. Um, how do I sign up? Just go to hellofresh.com slash awful16 and use the code awful16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying I just go to hellofresh.com slash awful16 and use the code awful16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay, I am definitely in. Um, just remind me, which aisle for the five pound bags of time? Oh, you, you're still going to buy that? Yeah, uh, I'm thinking I'll keep what I need for like a week and sell the extra to my friends piecemeal. Nice, good plan. Kind of like a, a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That's a, that time is so good. That's so yeah, good. you know, some, uh, some sage advice for you there. Stop, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh my God, I love puns. So good. You should, you should rosemary me. Yeah, you made it weird. Sorry. Sorry. Stupid. I thought I had one. Dumb. <laughs> uh, Mr. God, you wanted to see me? Yes, Shemsel. Come on in. I have another assignment for you. Great, Mr. God. Great. Always happy to assist with a bit of divine intervention. Well, yes, that's because yours is an enslaved race that I've crafted for the sole purpose of doing my bidding. Right, right. Best if we don't say that part out loud, though, right? Tell me about it, yeah. Anyway, there's this kid, Caleb, and I'm killing his mom with a tumor, so he's having a bit of a hard go of it. And I suppose laying off on the tumor, that's just out of the question? We're Be serious, Shemsel. This is serious. Okay, yeah, of course, sir. Of course. Um, so, what did you have in mind? Right, so I want you to manifest as a homeless guy and hold up cryptic signs at him. Again, sir? What? It's a great, that's a great bit. Well, it just seems like we could try something different this time. Like, maybe something where I'm not left eating literal garbage the entire time. I, I just, I, I feel like you eating garbage really sells the bit, no? Okay, well, I can at least just write down the information for, for better help or something. No, 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 I'm thinking more stuff like, therefore, if anyone, and he is a new creation. What would those even mean? Or, ooh, ooh, maybe God is good. Seems, seems a little self-serving. Damn it, Shemsail, we're doing cryptic signs, now get on board. Fine, fine, sorry, yeah. But you totally stole this bit from Bruce Almighty. I can't steal from Tom Shadyak if I made Tom Shadyak. Yeah, okay, whatever. Whatever's right. And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open up on another fucking skating montage, but eventually <laughs> we'll settle in on Ryder and his sidekick hanging out with one of the stunt skaters that's even worse at acting <laughs> than their actors. Right. We'll get another sign from Ralph. 
Oh, we do. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just says is in Christ. And yeah, that's the next three words of that passage. <laughs> and he, yeah. He's he's meeting it out like it's a game show or something. <laughs> <laughs> do you need another clue? That's such a weird plan from God to send a message. <laughs> So yeah, so and and then this is where like the, the douchey kids see Caleb and they're like, "Oh, it's the new kid who is very good at skateboarding. We're in a skateboard war with him." <laughs> yeah, and like, "Oh, is is that the guy you're trying to recruit? What the one who's skating in a perfectly straight line and doing nothing but that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, him. That's, that's exactly that's guy, who we want the... in our crew." <laughs> yeah, and recruit for what? <laughs> to do what? Why? How? Mm. None of these ever get answered. Oh, it it gets even worse because this is they're trying to get him to join the skate down which is a ruleless contest that is even dumber than quidditch in its construction right yeah i have no we're gonna talk about it i do not know what it's meant to be i, I do no not know how you're meant idea. to win i've seen the entire movie no mm. no idea nope Mm-mm. no idea they just tell caleb about it it's like hey you want to make money do the skate down tournament and caleb's like lame i don't wanna so what they've established is a bunch of questions that they never answer and also a conflict in which Caleb, he only skates for the love of the game, I guess. Yes. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, you got to skate at the skate down. He's like, I don't want no stupid money and sponsors. And it's like, you have a stack of fucking bills, man. We've already given you the motivation. <laughs> you just can't put the pieces together. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and then we get this other useless scene with Denise, John Schneider's love interest, right, where he shows up. A little late to the dinner, and and then he has to leave right away because he's just so busy. He has no time to fuck Denise. Right. Did I imagine this? Or does the sexy British lady have a wrist tattoo that just says fuck? Wait, really? I'm pretty sure she had the word fuck (laughs) tattooed on her wrist. Like she'd forgotten her purpose in the film. Like it was her most, like, (laughs) actors do the whole kind of like, what's my motivation thing? And she just couldn't remember. So it's just written right there. But yeah, he gets a call from Stupak. Stupak needs his help. So he's got to go back into work and has to cut the date off short. He As he walks out, he goes, I'll pay for your wine. <laughs> yeah, <that is> so <laughs> I, like, I like that she started drinking the wine already because he was late. She's like, she ordered wine and started drinking it. And he gets there. She's like, absolutely. There's fair. a little bit left for you if you want. <laughs> oh, well, not, not much. <laughs> like a half glass but it's it's clear he wants to say i'll pay for your dinner but stops at uh, stops at just wine because like, well, i mean we didn't really eat anything yet so technically it's you're having dinner by yourself at this point i don't and know if you're gonna get lobster at this i don't want to yeah. just give you the open-ended Pacha, date technically over wine's on me <laughs> also, this is also where we find out that the reason he's going to the office is because he's got to deal with the kobayashi building is he, is he working for the lawyer from the usual suspect? Is this crossing over into that universe? Okay. I feel like they just had him say that so it would be extra businessy. Mm-hmm. Like it's international business with maybe a right. Japanese guy. So yeah. he's on the phone. He's like, we got to make Kobayashi happy. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Kobayashi is the name of a client that I have. And he looks at her. Kobayashi. It's so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. So, okay, so Caleb skates back to the hospital to, to see mom. She's out of the coma, but don't worry, the movie will forget that entirely in a few minutes, and it'll never fucking matter. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Again, he's in a hotel that is completely empty as well. He stands in the corridor talking to the doctor, and there's not another human being, nope. apart from the one that we can hear coughing very loudly. <laughs> yes. Did they not like do the quiet on set bit before they filmed this, or was that to try and give the ambiance of a hospital? I think that's what it was. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, it just doesn't look like a hospital at all. Dave, cough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but- 
She's out of the coma now. So it has been a day. So the doctor was actually right with his initial prognosis. No, oh, you're it's right. Been like yeah. one day. Right. You're right. I knew it wouldn't be less than that. I knew it would be. That was the min- <laughs> that's the minimum. No, he nailed the range. Of comas. And there's this great moment. He goes into torture. The, the doc's like, you know, don't piss her off or anything. Don't fuck with her. She's still pretty delicate. And he goes in and he goes, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Great, actually. I'm just, just fucking fine. And he goes, he starts to tell her that he met his dad, but then he remembers the doctor just now saying not to upset her, so he doesn't, right? And then she passes out and he leaves. It's a one-minute hospital visit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he was told you can't see it for more than a few minutes. What, what, why? <laughs> Even if she's... In, if she's not in the coma anymore, you can. And if she's in the coma, you can stay all night. She's in a fucking right, coma. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. She was bed yeah. resting while I was talking to her. It should be fine. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So he goes to leave. And this is where he realizes he needs to get because she asks about the art school applications again. He hasn't even filled them out. So now he realizes he's got to get serious about going to art school. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the application forms that he picks up from his desk where they've been the entire time, I'm pretty sure they're all completely blank because this film didn't even have two copies of the application form. Like, no, we, we, we've got to give these back at the end of the day. We can't, we can't muster them up at all. The tag is still on. <laughs> so we cut back over to a little bit more skating. Ryder, the douchey kid and his skateboarder sidekick are calling Joey, the filming kid, to remind him apparently that his motivation is to get Caleb to be part of the skate down. Okay, so the video guy, Joey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's editing together a video of Caleb. He, like he was secretly stalking Caleb. Yes, and getting Caleb's amazing skating talent on video. So the movie were they trying to make a plot about skateboarding espionage? At, this point? <laughs> at the very least, a subplot. It's so fucking. It's so fucking weird because but why? There's no mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Well, and then. Caleb gets a text that says, meet me at the boardwalk, Joey. And of course, we don't even know at this point that this character's name is Joey. But like the only interaction that Caleb and Joey have had in the entire fucking movie is he sees him filming him and says, hey, don't film me. And then Joey is like snuck around behind him filming him. Like, why, how does he have his phone number? So he was like, don't film me. Let's uh, exchange numbers really quick. Though. Yeah, right. Clearly. And I'm going to skateboard the 10 feet out of the frame. <laughs> and we, we, we do see him skate to the meeting, right? And then when he gets there, Joey's like, you're here finally. And I want to be like, yeah, yeah. It took me a while because I had to let a stuntman borrow my board for a bit. He, we had to change outfits. So it, it, it did take a while. So, so he's like, yeah, man, you got to do the skate down. And he's like, that's exactly what we talked about the last time you and I interacted. Why is this scene even necessary? <laughs> Because he's still going to say no. It's they, they don't do anything in this plot and this in this moment in the movie. This could be an email. Did I give you my email? <laughs> Let me give you my email. <laughs> it's a meeting. <laughs> he's like, look, I can't do the skate down. I'm in the middle of a whole big plot with my mom. And he's like, are you sure it's not a subplot? He goes, it doesn't feel like a subplot. <laughs> How much money do you need for your subplot? <laughs> like right. three grand. That's the amount for fixing cancer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he gets a call and it's about mom. So he has to leave. Right, and at this point, he's just going from scene to scene via the at the behest of phone calls and texts, and it's even more like a GTA cutscene at this point. Oh, I've got a text. I need to be at the next. Like, quick, someone give him ten of a thing to go and collect, and he'll do that yeah. side quest while he's at it. Right. <laughs> All right. So, but then he goes home after going to the hospital. There's no, I, I don't, who the fuck knows what the phone call was. It's just, hey, your mom's still in a coma, and he's like, oh, I better rush over there. 
But then he goes home and he sees that there's an eviction notice on the door. Right. He has three days to pay the rent or get the fuck out. Yeah. The eviction process in movies is insane. It's like, pay now or your house turns into a literal pumpkin at midnight. That's how eviction works. And he's like, fuck, I need exactly the amount that I was offered moments ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's like, all right, now I'm in for the skate down. He goes back to Joey. He says, now I'm in for the skate down. And Joey's like, okay, by the way, there's a $400 entry fee. And I'm like, okay, this is now a scam. This is Yeah, mention that at the start. Absolutely <laughs> mention that at the start. And I wrote in my notes, the only thing that made sense for that entrance fee, which is like, wow, $400, that's very slightly less than the amount of money dad just wanted to give me. I wonder how I'll get that money. <laughs> Answer, not that way. Yes. A different way. Yes. <laughs> He forges a bad check for the four hundred dollars, and I was like, "He just, just I think on the next table there's a, a check a for five hundred dollars. You would have an extra. There's a whole stack of them. You could buy weed. He's got a whole stack of the checks because yes, right. mom wasn't cashing the child support payments for some reason. It made her a good mom for some reason that she wasn't cashing the child support payments. There's literally thousands of pounds of checks there, but no. Instead, you're gonna scam your cancer mom out of four hundred dollars. We <laughs> yes. know she doesn't have." Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's the one getting evicted for fuck's sake. Yeah. At this point, he's happy to pay money he doesn't have to enter a competition he doesn't want to be part of. That's the plot of this film. Well, also, if you're just going <laughs> to forge a check, forge a check, just write a check for the fucking rent. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, but so, okay. So Joey is going to help him forge his check and he's like, all right, well, I helped you forge the check. So now I get 10% of your winnings. And Fucking Caleb is like, well, yeah, no, obviously you would get 10% of the winnings if, if you forged the check. What? <laughs> you could you could literally write, don't accept me on every line except for the one with the numbers in it and then cash a fucking check. There's no talent here. <laughs> All right. So, so then John Schneider goes to visit mom in the hospital. She's back in the coma now, apparently. There's this great moment. He's in there like leaning over or the doctor comes in and he goes, hey, were you, what, are you related to her or what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and he's he's like, so good on the doctor. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't like labels. We share a son. Are what? Exactly. We share yep. a son. That's a, a crazy way of saying that. No one has ever said that. No one's ever expressed that in those words. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Also, there's a really fun bit that he says, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the dad. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm what, Jack. I'm uh, the, the dad. And the doctor says, oh, yeah, I'm doctor. <laughs> so he introduced himself as doctor. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> was was this actor charging by the word? And so, like, oh, uh, we, we can't afford for you to have a first name, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry, are you doctor, doctor? Or were you slowly <laughs> stringing it out? And he's like, you know, he's like, well, I demand the very best care for her. I'll pay for it. The doctor's like, well, you're wearing a suit and a green tie. You must have a ton of money. I guess we'll just take your word for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's up the care. Because the doctor says the insurance doesn't even cover the work we've already done. Is that how insurance insurance works in America? They do the work and then hope afterwards you can pay for it. Or Marsh, I, I thought they check ahead of time. Marsh, um, first of all, yes. And what's <laughs> happening here is called capitalist medicine. Everything yes. is happening here. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Well, gotcha. no. So, so actually, this is the, so they're required to give you life saving treatment, right? If if you absolutely need it to be alive, they have to give it to you whether you can pay for it or not. So that's what they're saying has happened. Right. Okay. Is that they've given her like the life saving treatment, but the insurance won't even cover that. Gotcha. Okay. And now you die poor. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but free, but free. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now we're going to cut back to the fucking zombie movie levels of empty office where John Schneider works. 
<laughs> right, right. Was it just my copy, or did the audio go totally fucking weird on this scene? Like the entire scene was really badly ADR'd after in a totally different in a, in a swimming pool, <laughs> in an indoor swimming pool by actors whose first language isn't English, but they're just they've learned the sounds phonetically. The audio was so variable in this movie; it was just yeah. crazy. Sometimes they're in a bowling alley shouting at you from the other side where the pins are. It's just yeah. So, but yeah, so the secretary comes in and she says, are you allowing your personal life to interfere with your business, which is very unlike your personality? And he's like, let me monologue to you by the window here for a what moment about perfection. perfection, Sally. And she's like, dude, what? Art is passion. Look out this window. Tell me your feelings about perfection out this window. And she's like, I really just need you to sign this one form. So the whole reason I came in. <laughs> passion, beauty, life. Okay. I have a lunch, Raz. I'll just figure it out. So, so yeah, so she, she, he, he starts talking about how art is passion and how they don't make beautiful things anymore and kids these days don't want to work or something. And the secretary's like, can you just... um." Can I book you a fucking meeting or something? <laughs> and then Stupak comes in, right? And and he's like, good, Stupak, just the guy I wanted to see. We have to redo all the work you've done again. Bwahaha. Am I supposed to actually say bwaha? Okay, bwahaha. <laughs> but what he says is the project, with the Kobayashi building, the project yeah. is almost finished. But the, the project is building the building. It's not just designing. <laughs> yes. Right? You would assume. So like, but say, oh yeah, the project's going to be finished. They just want to change the layout, change the layout of the building. Right. The one that you said is like 90% done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're doing a Jenga. We're doing the good old Jenga. <laughs> Starting over a quarter inch to the left. So yeah, he's like, the client wants a new layout. So we're going to have to work all night again tonight. And Stupak's like, enough. I've had enough. I have to go to my kid's fucking baseball game. And John Schneider's like, you kids fucking no. Fuck your kid in a stupid fucking baseball game. Playoffs? You talking about playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> but Stupak's ready with a long, very Christian speech about work-life balance, right? Yes, then. about yeah. how important family is and how he feels sorry for John Schneider's character for never taking time to have a family. And I could not listen to his speech because I was so thrown by the fact that at the start of it, he stood up like he was about to burst into song. And it just completely yes. threw me. I was like, what is happening? Is this a musical now? <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't. But he definitely had that vibe when he stood up. Yeah. Well, and then and then after he storms out, we linger on John Schneider like the movie, like the camera's going like, dude, you have one more fucking line. Say your goddamn line. <laughs> and he just won't do it. All right. And now more skating, right? It's, it's time for the big skate down. <laughs> Is it a race? Is it a fucking freestyle competition? No and no. What the mm. fuck is it? The one thing we know is that they were given an hour to memorize the course, apparently. Like you, you don't know, you don't find out where it is until an hour beforehand, so it's a surprise skate down. But when you get there, everyone's like, right, has everyone memorized the course? Right. When? What? How is that even possible? Because you, you didn't even know Caleb was coming. He's just turned up now. You didn't even know for certain he was coming. How right. has he memorized the course? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid because they did like, because they say earlier, they're like, where is it? And they're like, they don't tell us until an hour beforehand. They didn't have to add that into the movie. No. They can say, you know, that course that's clearly marked out that we all use. It's that <laughs> it, they did. This was just unnecessary stupidity. And they're like, all right, I hope you guys can keep up. And then they start as though they're going to do a race. Yes. But if you're doing a race, you wouldn't do tricks and shit. No. 
<laughs> and there's not like a panel of judges following along scoring their tricks or something. No, and you don't even have to skateboard the whole time, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. They just get off the board and run for a little bit. Yeah, he just keeps jumping around and doing shitty parkour here and there. What the fuck are the rules here? I could have won this race. I'm not good at skate. I could have just ran. I would have just ran. <laughs> right. And won the race. Yep. But from all of them, Joey must clearly be the best skater of all of them because he's he's filming in the, he's filming the entire thing, but he's also keeping up with them perfectly on a skateboard <laughs> while filming. And at some point, he's ahead of them. And if this yes. is a race, he's winning <laughs> while filming and going backwards. He's such a better skater than all of them. <laughs> but okay, but just then, a car comes by and Joey and Caleb get knocked down because uh, Caleb is trying to save Joey from getting hit by the car, right? So they get knocked down. Caleb falls behind in the race. And just then a cop shows up <laughs> and arrests Caleb. Just immediately handcuffs him where he's laying. Handcuffs. Yes. And puts yeah. him in a car. It, there, We have seen him break no law here. No, this isn't illegal street racing. This isn't like drag racing. This nope. isn't like, you know, taking your sports cars through the city and breaking. You're just skating around the public streets. He's on a public street. That's the other thing is that they could have put this back in a parking lot where they weren't supposed to be or something. But he's on. He's very clearly on the street. Yeah. So fucking dumb. All right. So then... He goes to skateboard jail. <laughs> okay, but really though, really, yes, like yes. this happens, and I was like, well, "They're handcuffing him for fucking felony skateboarding." Smash cut to literal jail. Yes. He's yeah. thrown in a cell, and a cop is like, "We're gonna get him on trespassing and felony vandalism." Vandalism. Where is that from? What would that even <laughs> refer to? I mean, the trend, like, okay, maybe they trespassed at some part of the course. Seems a little hard to make that stick. But where the fuck would vandalism come from? Jesus, it's it's your movie. You could have made him vandalize. Yes. They, right? they, they could have spray painted something right at the beginning. There you go. Yeah. So they're like, so you get your one phone call and he's like, I've got no one to call. And then the pedophile guy smiles at him. He's like, I just thought of someone to call. <laughs> Right. Oh. Why is there a leering guy in a full orange jumpsuit? So is this is this jail or is this prison? Do you, you, right. don't, go, you don't get the orange jumpsuit <laughs> in jail where you've just been taken when you've been arrested. So he's in full prison. And Caleb's only meant to be 18. They don't send 18-year-old trespassing skaters directly <laughs> to the maximum security <laughs> sex offender prison. <laughs> right, but he, he finally decides, all right, I'm going to take my one call because this jumpsuit guy is pretty creepy. If you get one call and you don't actually, like, if you want to make, I would call, like, 1-900-SEX-CHAT and ring oh, a really yeah. big bill. I feel like that's the move, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> they have to let you. Yeah, but no, I don't think they do. But so he <laughs> he calls uh, John Schneider and he's like, all right, you got to bail me out of jail. So then we get him, like, driving him away from jail. We get John Schneider driving Caleb away from jail going, like, oh, it's pretty serious. You got went to jail for trespassing and vandalism. Now I'm gonna chew you out like a dad or something. Yeah, he says, you've now got a criminal record. It's like, do you instantly get a criminal record for first offense vandalism? Like, when you <laughs> haven't actually vandalized anything or even been investigated. Yes, imaginary vandalism, no yeah. less. Yeah. I'm not a white kid. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so he's like, you don't know what I'm going through. And he goes like, yes, I do. And he goes, no, we're getting evicted from the house. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I sent a bunch of fucking checks, right? Like, you still have them. You could just cash those and then you wouldn't be evicted. 
Yeah, that's what that's what child support is for. He wasn't right, being generous whole in sending you money. Yes. That's what child right. support is. <laughs> right. But your mum was bad. Your mum was bad for not taking the child support money and and getting evicted. I'm not saying she deserved the cancer. I'm just saying it's bad. Right. Yeah. No, it's a lot worse than like leaving you food in the oven, for example, yes. <laughs> when you get home. So, okay. So now we're back on the fucking DP's sweet backyard quarter pipe. We're at Ryder's <laughs> house and all everybody's hanging out. And they're all like, you know, drinking beers and being bad. And Joey, the filming kid, he says, he makes the mistake of saying, well, yeah, who knows who would have won skate down if Caleb hadn't gotten arrested. So that's a gauntlet being thrown down, clearly. And the evil skate guy's response to that is basically, yeah, fair, actually. He was doing pretty you well. Know he was, <laughs> he yeah. takes it. Okay. <laughs> totally <laughs> takes the challenge pretty well, actually. Yeah, so he has to he has to fuck with his stepbrother a little bit and he has to like, you know, be mean to the pledge kid or whatever. But yes, ultimately he's like, no, but actually fair, fair. Yep. Yeah. And the plot here is th- them being like, okay, we need that random stranger kid that all of us have never met before like three days ago to do another skate down with us. Yes. Why? They have his $400. Yep. Why would they need to do anything? Why did any of this happen or why would anything else happen? I As if to throw you off of the scent of that question the very next scene is the the stepbrother he goes to ride on the quarter pipe and Ryder stops him and he says hey you're my shitty stepbrother and I hate you you don't get to ride on my quarter pipe and everybody's like are you why are you adding this character we will never see this character again no no no, absolutely not that was it for that character all right so then we cut to Caleb he's calling the landlord to see if that maybe they can give him an extension on that rent for mom being in a cancer coma which to be fair they probably would have done but it, it looks like dad already paid that rent you see yeah i'm pretty sure in this scene the cameraman was on like a boat in the on the choppy oceans of the kitchen <laughs> oh my god i i felt seasick watching this scene oh paul greengrass he wasn't yeah the camera is bobbing around like the guy's looking for a place to set it down so he can pee yeah, or, or like it's slightly too hot and he's got to sort of transfer from hand to hand. Like, ah, <laughs> yes, ah, ah, right. It's just about the oven. Ah, ah. Blair Witch <laughs> walks over. Hey, just calm it down. Calm it yep. down. There you go. There you go. Just hold it right there. So, yeah. So then we cut to John Schneider getting home from work. He pulls out his box of pertinent memories of his kid that he yeah. wishes he... In the, hotel room, in the hotel room that he very clearly lives in. Because he's <laughs> yes. very clearly a hotel. I think you know, maybe super fancy architects actually do live full time in hotels. Or maybe this is just what happens when Kobayashi demands that the 99% complete building suddenly has a totally different layout. <laughs> oh, right, and you find yeah. yourself in what looks like a hotel room in your house. So, all right. So then Caleb goes to the hospital to see mom, but he catches John Schneider delivering a monologue to unconscious mom as he walks in. So he does the movie thing where he, he, he overhears it. So he steps back and listens to the whole monologue, right? <laughs> it's, luckily for him, though, he got the very beginning of the monologue. Right. He walks in and he's like, so here's what I have to say. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, his monologue essentially is, I sure wish I had been part of Caleb's life. I would have been much happier had I been a unsuccessful person with a family. Right. Please forgive me. I forgive you. What? <laughs> <laughs> she forgives me. Oh, hey, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Caleb comes in. He demands to know why he's here. And he's like, I was I was obviously doing a dramatic monologue. You heard it. It was yeah. just Caleb is angry that his dad has done the thing that he was angry for him not doing in the previous scene. <laughs> yes, that right. is where we are here. <laughs> yep. 
And then Caleb goes, how is she? And I'm like, how would he know any better that she's laying there unconscious, dude? That's, <laughs> I mean, we all have access to the same information. Yeah, but he says no change. But like, no change from when she was out of the coma last time we saw her, right? Right. Like, what more are you expecting? Like, no, she's she's still out of the coma, but her cancer hasn't spontaneously remissed, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> or like, if she's back in the coma, that's change. That is a change. Right. No, it is. It is. And, it, and she is. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm going to go get a coffee. Do you want coffee? And he's like, no, I only drink water because I'm 18. And he goes, okay, mm-hmm. sure. And so he leaves. And then Caleb has a dramatic monologue with mom. <laughs> like a dueling monologues moment or something. God, she had to listen to all this. I mean, the actor, mm. like right. the person's in a coma theoretically, but the actor had to just lay there and be like, God, yeah. you guys know I'm I'm an actor. You're terrible at monologues. <laughs> and Caleb says, everything you did was to protect me. So yeah, but like, except the bit where you lost the house because you didn't cash your child support and instead you right. worked two jobs and became an alcoholic. Yeah. That wasn't a great bit of money. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it makes, makes very little sense. So and then we immediately cut from that to her funeral. Woof. <laughs> that is so rough. I walk into the funeral. So any change? Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. So there's that. We all laughed at this, right? The instant oh, cut to yes. funeral was a laugh out loud a moment. Smash cut to a funeral. It's the first one I've seen. Yes. Yeah, we don't even get a death scene. It's like, nope. did, did they run out of Arquette money? Because they were already on the cheapest <laughs> Arquette, surely. <laughs> so. Well, what I love, too, is like this would have been obviously if you had a better actor, this would have been a perfect moment as he's delivering the monologue to hear the flat line and everything and him yelling, doctor, doctor, come in quick or whatever. That's how every other movie would do it. But I don't even think they could afford the little beepy machine. And I don't think that this actor could have pulled it off. So they just smash cut to the fucking. What's amazing is they probably have that scene. Right. And they were just like they were editing the movie and went, no, no, Mm. we're going to fill that time with more skate montage. Do we have enough for the rights to eat? No, we don't. (laughs) We spent it on Patricia Arquette. Yeah, Yeah, we we can beep three times and that's legitimate criticism, but a fourth beep and we do have to start paying. (laughs) So, so yeah, so we, we get the funeral, a lot of Jesus here so that grandma won't leave yet. Yeah. Also, she's surrounded by the, the, the funeral. We are surrounded by a perfectly diverse cast of mourners who we've never seen before. Yep. Like they came as part of the funeral package. <laughs> like, oh yeah, if, if you go for the gold package, we'll find attractive, diverse people from all sorts of backgrounds who'll be there pretending <laughs> to mourn. Like they made a college brochure twenty feet away <laughs> yeah. right before this, and they're like, hey, right, can oh, you well, guys we should do? probably stick around. It would be rude <laughs> to leave now. Yeah. So and and then Caleb dips out mid funeral prayer he's like ah fuck all this and he starts to walk off and i'm like go caleb right (laughs) but john schneider follows him and he's like no we must have a confrontation here beside the grave he's like really right here with because everybody can see us confronting and they're like yeah no we have to do that we and we have to do it with more shaky cam apparently yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's this great moment where he's like you know when i was a kid you were never around so on career day i told my friends that you were an astronaut and you weren't even on the planet because I was dumb as fuck as a kid. And I expected him to believe that shit. <laughs> Such a stupid lie. What a stupid lie to tell. Yeah, and dad is like, what? That's a stupid lie. And then they just move on. I would think my kid could lie better than that. There is a great retort that John Schneider gets here, though, because like Caleb is like, I hate you. And he's like, I hate me so much better than you do, though. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually that's pretty solid. I'm going to use that. Yeah. He, <laughs> he says, I hate myself 10 times more than yes, you. Right, hate yeah. Me. 
That's not a big enough number. No. I mean, we're all on at least a hundred times how much we hate him. So, so yeah, he's not right. even outpacing us. Right, yes. But he's like, I want another chance. And he's like, it's not even act three yet. And he's like, it's almost act three. Come on. <laughs> but then he walks off. And I feel like if the main character gets to walk off, so should we. So we're going to take one last break. But first, let me give act three the hard sell. Will Caleb win the competition and earn the money to pay his writ? Wait, actually, we never mind. Uh, oh, uh, will Caleb's mom survive her? No, wait, no. Wait, <laughs> will this movie establish and resolve stakes in time? Find out the answer to that question. And that's it. When we return for the gnarly conclusion of Hard Flip. What stakes? Are there going to be stakes? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Swole Cycle Gym. I'm Chad Brad. You ready to get swole? Uh, hi, Chad Brad. Yeah, I'm, I'm Michael and I'm, I'm thinking about signing up for the gym, but I'm really just trying to get back into a healthy routine. I got pretty busy over summer and I, I just fell out of regular exercise. Great, great. What do you need to get smushed? Lats, delts, traps, tries, buys? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm trying to get anything smushed. I just want to get back on track with fitness a little bit. Well, it sounds like you want FitBot. Oh, uh, hey, no, what, what are you doing here? Oh, I just, I actually really hate this guy, so I come here and tell people about FitBot for spite. He does. Okay, yeah, that, that, tra that tracks. So what is FitBot? It's a smart workout app that gives you a dynamic exercise program based on your personal goals, experience, and equipment. Their algorithm tracks all your data and sets you up with a great workout every time using your iOS or Android device. I've been using it myself, and it's super easy to stay on track. Even when my schedule moves around, I can fit in workouts no problem. That sounds perfect, but is it expensive? Not at all. You can get a full year of FitBod for the cost of one session with Chad Brad here. So keep your workout momentum going with personalized workouts from FitBod that get you tougher as you go. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free when you sign up now at FitBod.me slash GAM. That's 25% off your subscription or try it free at FitBod.me slash GAM. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with FitBod. You don't want to smash some reps? Mm -mm, nope, nope. Yoking it? Please stop. Accretion? What? Hey, Chad Brad, you, you want a treat? Hey. You want a treat? Go get it. Protein! Mm. Mm. What, mm. what was that? I, mm. I caught up on the mm. couch or some mm. <laughs> Nice, nice. Mm. Hey, Officer O'Malley. You, uh, you wanted to see me, Captain? Yeah, yeah. It's about that skateboarder you arrested yesterday. Oh, you mean the uh, trespassing vandal that I arrested? N no. No, because all he was doing when you came on the scene was lying on the street. So Wow, yeah, you're you're right, Captain. I should have got him for jaywalking too. No, nope, not the point. No. Uh failure to signal? No, no, O'Malley, look. Hmm. I I'm noticing a bit of pattern with you. Like you remember the lady you arrested in the convenience store for theft last week? Uh, Captain, that sign very clearly said take a penny, not three pennies, a penny. <sighs> Okay, and the old man you arrested for cruelty to animals? That corgi sweater was terrible, Captain. Okay, that, uh, that's really not the point. You're really missing the point. Look, uh, you can't just go around arresting everyone all the time. Not everybody's breaking the law at every moment. Yes, they are, Captain. No, no, they're literally not. No, no, that's actually the whole point. The laws are written in such a way that it's virtually impossible for anybody to really follow all of them. So everybody just feels like they've got skeletons in their closet, even when they haven't done anything immoral. It justifies indiscriminate detention while also leaving people with a subtle feeling that their freedom is an unearned favor granted to them by the state. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. We really are bastards. Hey, your words, Cap, not mine. Your words. Like all of us. And we're back for yet still more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with homeless Ralph preaching at the beach. (laughs) Yeah. This time his sign says God is good. So he just Mm -hmm. gave up on 2 Corinthians 5 in that passage. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, and Peter said, Lord, how many times should I forgive someone? Seven times? And the Lord said, no, 70 times, seven times. So, yeah, I get that that's a different Bible quote or whatever, but that's a weird pick. For like it, yeah. First of all, it's okay. So four ninety. So just just that tell us. So, it's weird for rounded up to five hundred times. I mean, it, yeah, right. <laughs> it seems like an, a, a rule that could be abused, and also just weird that God would speak in math problems. Just tell us <laughs> the number you want. I do wish they had gone with the rest of the court, and he had to put like figure. I I going to do the no seventy times on one sign because then it looks like you're just saying seventy times, but then the next <laughs> sign says seven. You gotta hope that they definitely oh, see that. Yeah, right, right. Otherwise, he's only gonna forgive them seventy times and not four hundred and ninety times. Yeah. And so, okay, so and then Caleb shows up and he's like, "God is not great. My mom's dead. Your God sucks." And then he goes to skate some more. Yeah, that this is my best worst. This was like, "Hey, man, problem of fucking evil. You God's messenger. Fuck you." And he's like, "Yeah, that's rough." No, yeah, you got me. You got me on that one. <laughs> So, okay, it's time for the least contactful fight that it is possible to film. Caleb goes up to the drug dealing bad boys that he raced with or competed with in an unclear way <laughs> to demand his $400 back. How long has it been? This is the thing that always confuses me because he's had time for his mother to die, get her affairs in order and be buried yeah. since the competition. Like, Christian movies never remember how long it takes to bury someone. So it's like, well, mom died, but then the next year, right. she was buried, and yes. I went to get my money back. Well, That's it was not how totally, it works. It was a smash cut, though, Marsh. No time. Uh, that really is true. Worked. She wasn't even dead yet by the time they had the funeral. <laughs> so, yeah, but but he's like, I need my $400 back. And first of all, to their credit, like, no, you don't get your $400. You, you're the one who got fucking arrested in the middle of the freestyle race hybrid. <laughs> Right. And then they like they have this silly ass like slow motion punch two three and kick two three <laughs> kind of a moment. Yeah, we get a huge swing and a miss from you know hench skater number three or whatever. <laughs> it's so slow and it's like a it's really... like I'm gonna punch that apple off the top of your head. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like he's being caught a tennis shot from behind by a sexual harassy tennis coach. <laughs> Yeah, and then they hold him back and they punch him in the stomach and then they kick him from off screen and then he lays there and they walk away, right? <laughs> we will also never revisit that $400. We're done with yeah. that plot line as well. No, that's that's no longer important. Yeah. They also don't take his skateboard, which I thought was weird. I guess it's like a code of honor among yeah, yeah, skateboarders yeah, right. in fights. You Because, well, I guess otherwise you can't leave or go anywhere because walking is yeah. impossible. <laughs> right. That yeah. is fair. You would just have to live there. It would have been funny if they just like took the board and tried to walk out and he just like stopped on the edge like a video game that wouldn't yeah. control. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so he heads back home and he goes to the cabinets until he finds his mom's booze and his mom's pills. <laughs> He's going to end it once and for all, guys. So we're going to cut between his 
one pill at a time suicide attempt and his oh, dad God. finishing up his architecting. It's okay. This is terrible. It's a suicide attempt scene, but he's eating the pills like they're delicious peanuts. And he's like, I, I need a, a couple more, a couple more. I really, well, sh- I really should stop. I wanted the pills to be for like menstrual cramps or something. He's just in there <laughs> shitting like crazy later. He's like, I should have read the thing. He's also, he's drinking this vodka, like, I'd say five milliliters at a time. Like, it's it's the bottle of vodka that his mum was drinking out of. There's maybe five mils missing. So she was such a big alcoholic right. that she had the first five mils in that bottle. He's okay. <laughs> like, I guess you drink it in five mil mouthfuls. So I guess I'll do that. Take a pill. Five mil. Take a pill. Yes. Yeah. You know how cocaine addicts always have, like, you know, most of the bags still left the next day? Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. But dad decides as he's driving home, he's like, you know what? I think, oh, oh, sorry. This is very important. Caleb yells at God mid-suicide attempt. Yeah. Right? That's how we know act three is beginning. He yells at God. Why would you do this to me and make life so hard? And just then, as though God heard his prayer, (laughs) dad turns around in his car and starts going to check on him. Yeah. And dad gets out of the car when he gets to Caleb's and he's got his tie undone. So you, you drove all that way with the tie undone is a really weird choice. Because if you if you want to take your tie off because you're sick of having a tie, yes. take it off. You don't need to leave it around your You're neck. in your own car now. Yeah. Well, he might have got a call from Kobayashi and would have well, had to yeah, yeah, that yeah. and like, have a tie on. Right. That's right. That's fair. So, yeah. So he goes over to the house. He knocks on the door. There's no answer. So he goes in. He finds Caleb all passed out. And it takes... like. Caleb is passed out with a bottle of pills in his fucking hand. And he's like, I wonder why he's so uh, sleepy. <laughs> it takes yeah. him so yeah. long. What is this, amoxicillin for just like a cold? Or no, <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, it's, it's not. Suicide stuff. Also, turn a goddamn light on. There, there's so many scenes in this movie right. where they're, he's in a house. And he's looking for something. You would turn lights on. You're right. You're not depressed. But I think that's why it takes him... It's like six minutes to read the side of the bottle before he re- of, the, of the bottle of pills before he realizes something wrong because he reads every single line of the small print on the right, side of the yeah, bottle. Before, uh-huh. He's like, he's like, well, he's not three, operating heavy machinery, so by mouth, it looks like food. he did mouth. That's good. <laughs> every four hours. Hopefully, he did every four hours. No, Maybe it's fine. Know. Also, just be clear, Caleb has got his comfort skateboard by his side. He brought his comfort skateboard to his suicide, which at least is nice. He went out comfy. You know, he went out comforted. Well, what's really amazing is that John Schneider's going to take it with him now, right? That's, he does. He does. <laughs> we'll so see good. that in a second. <laughs> he wheels him into the hospital on the skateboard. Right. You right. can't walk it. But, but not but, a hospital. No. Not no. hospital. But no, they don't go to the hospital. No, he doesn't go to the hospital. He takes him to his house. He calls the doctor from before at home and he says, look, I'd like to keep this on the down low. I'm like, Why? Yeah. Hey, Doc. It's like, oh my God, he's having, he's had an overdose. Quick, get him to an oncologist. Stab. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, he calls the oncologist and he's like, yeah, so, you know, I could do the ER. That's probably the standard route. But, ah, I was in the middle of season two of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Can we go to my house and you just figure it out? And the doctor said yes. Yep. Yeah, I have no idea why he says yes. He, he says to the doctor, you know, I think he might have gotten into some of his mother's medication. Gotten in. He's not a dog. Gotten no, into. He's not three. He didn't yeah. think it was candy. <laughs> yeah, but just, I guess, to make sure that he doesn't have to deal with a social worker that would insist he gets the help he so desperately needs, he doesn't want to take him to a hospital. <laughs> so the doctor's like, yeah, no, I will come and treat your overdosing child in your home, man I've barely ever met. <laughs> that's how doctors work so yeah so he, he he 
come, he's, we get him coming downstairs at, at John Schneider's house, and he's like, well, I pumped his stomach. He should be fine now. He pumped his stomach. He pumped the stomach at his dad's house. So he brought a <laughs> gastric pump with him yes. to the dad's house. Like I've I've never had my stomach pumped. I've never seen it done, but it's it's not a tidy thing to do in this fancy bedroom he's in. I can't imagine. I think all you need is a stethoscope, right? You just- <laughs> and a pen, a pen to write down stomach pump. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> this is an oncologist one more time. Right. He pumped his stomach. Right. He's like, he should be fine now. He just needs to sleep off the suicide attempt. And he's like, here, doc, take some money. And the doctor's like, I don't want your money. And I'm like, I think the doctor would want his money. <laughs> so- I mean, take it. Is it even legal for the doctor to come round your house and perform this in his off-duty time? Absolutely not. No, because he's not insured, surely, to be doing a stomach pump on a sui- on an attempted suicide in a, a place that's not equipped for it. Or yeah. in any way to encourage not going to the ER in this well, exact exactly, moment. Yeah. And not reporting it. Like, yeah, exactly. At some point. Yeah. So, okay. The next morning, Caleb wakes up at his dad's place. His skateboard is right beside him. Lovely. And... He's in a pair of pajamas. So, <laughs> changed him, huh? so someone changed him. Yes. Yes. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he called a prostitute too. He's like, I got a doctor. Now let me get, uh, yeah. I don't know. I got to get the kid laid at least. But yeah, so they dressed him in PJs at some point. Hey, Denise, you're like my son's age, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so, but then, uh, so he wakes up and he runs off to puke because they don't know how things work in the world. What is he throwing? He's had his stomach pumped. What is he throwing up? His stomach is by definition empty at this point. That's how that treatment works. Yeah, no, he just wakes up. He's He's got a hangover after the stomach pumping, I guess. Yes, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So he just wakes up and <laughs> skateboards to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he goes out onto the, the porch and dad is there like, he's like, good morning. Let's have some father-son time. Big smile. Big smile. Hey, bud. Rough night, huh? You want cheeseburger? You want a <laughs> soda? It's so dumb. The tone is impossibly stupid. This was a suicide attempt. This is pretty dark. Right. And dad's acting like he's about to offer to take him to the zoo for his weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's like, but do you want a cheeseburger? And he's like, yeah, man, I guess I'll take a cheeseburger. I mean, you take, yeah, you take the cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah right. obviously so, you take it. Yeah. yeah. Weird. There's also a weird moment where the dad bitches at him for taking too long in the shower. He's like, a 45-minute shower. My bill is going to be so high. And Get it? Because you can't pay your bills? because you. Yeah, I love that so much. It's like, yeah, obviously you've never paid a water bill in your life because uh, you got evicted, remember? But, um, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> face, that's you. Can I, can you that's why that. you did the suicide thing, because you were evicted and hopeless and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the thermostat. Let's uh, talk about suicide in my completely dark bar that I have in my house. Again, turn a light on. What the fuck is going on? And, and then he goes like, because the, this movie literally knows how zero things work. He goes, let me microwave that burger for you. Oof. Fucking gross. Dude, it's on a bun. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so, okay. So he goes off skating. Fucking Ralph is getting tricky. Now he's got shit written on both sides of his sign so he can flip it over. As you as you come up, right? <laughs> Twice as much message on it now. Who's buying that guy Sharpies? <laughs> Who, who's getting him a Sharpie? Because <laughs> like when when people are homeless and they've got signs saying, you know, I, I need some help here, they don't typically have a fresh sign every day. It's right. not like that they've got a limitless supply of, of, of admin and tools. So, 
yeah, so so we see the sign. We see Caleb staring pensively across the ocean. We get some some night skating. Yep, some very pensive straight line skating. Yeah, exactly. And then he's so he's in his like night skating spot, and he pulls out a joint, and there's this big will he won't he moment. And this is where we meet my best worst and by far the most amazing character in this fucking movie. Just some random skater we've never met is like, hey, man, do you really think that smoking the devil's reefer is going to help your skating skills right now? And he's like, you know, I guess not. What? Because skaters are constantly discouraging people from smoking weed. That is the right, famous yeah. thing in skating cultures that they do not ever touch weed. And and this guy, he is the pluralizing with a Z of skateboarders, right? <laughs> this character, it's so fucking weird because he goes like, he's like, so where are you from? He goes, Liverpool. This dude has an Oregon accent. Yeah, yeah. I, I lost my shit at this point. My notes are all block capitals. Like he's from, <laughs> what? That is not a Scouse accent. Nope. I have to look this guy up. He's actually from Liverpool. Yes. He is from Liverpool. Right. What? His name is Brian Sumner and he is a British pro skateboarder Christian pastor and traveling evangelist on his uh, on his uh, the page that I found of him. A yeah, traveling evangelist. this might have just not been like the movie. They might have just kept this footage because this guy showed <laughs> right, up. right, yeah. yeah. Like he's a traveling evangelist. He travels in, in relatively straight lines at medium pace, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. and he does ghost of skateboard presence stuff. Right, right. because yeah, <laughs> they go skating together, and then at a, some a certain point, he just Batman's away as though he were an angel. It's so stupid. <laughs> well, especially because we're going to see him later and he will very much just be some dude. <laughs> yeah, just a fella. Just a fella. Yeah. And all I can think is, he's actually quite a good skater and Caleb clearly isn't. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to skate with this guy. Oh my God, he's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> and when he stops, he's going to ask what I thought. And I don't want to be in that awkward conversation, especially this guy doesn't seem in a good place emotionally. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that one. All right. So we cut to the next day. He's packing up mom's shit from the house. And he's once again, he's having the do I do the drugs or don't I do the drugs moment. And <laughs> and he like looks at the joint. He's like, what would that Liverpudlian angel say? <laughs> <laughs> and so he throws away the joint and he actually, actually he doesn't. He puts it back in his pocket like he's going to save it for later. But he goes he for the Bible instead. I wonder if this film didn't have two joints. Money yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to do a retake, guys. So yeah, but but he picks up his mom's Bible and he's like, maybe I should look at this instead of the reefers. And he notices that there's a letter in it and that mom has highlighted a passage for him. And I have this moment that I so often have when I'm reading Christian shit or watching Christian movies or whatever, where these poor people have to go through the Bible to try to find wisdom, but there's not anything that's actually useful in the Bible. So they're stuck with shit like, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, which is like, if you forgive people, then God will forgive you. But if not, then not. <laughs> right. But it took like an hour of flipping to like, nope, that's another page about genocide. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Poor guys. I also love that her letter that she sent to him says that, you know, if you're reading this, my prayers have been answered because she specifically prayed that he'd find her letter during a house clearance caused by her extremely sudden death from brain cancer. So <laughs> yes. somehow, somehow God answered my prayer on that one. Serious yes. ways. They forgot to say that, though. Also, the, the mom is, we're getting the voiceover of her reading the letter, and they've got this weird echo for no imaginable reason. <laughs> it's just ever so slight. It's one echo, and it's like your headphones are out of sync for a second. It was <laughs> such a weird choice. It was like the... The passive aggressive 
lady spaceship voice in the future yeah. announcing like T minus and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, but he's she's very sorry for lying about his dad. She thought it was for the best, but now she's starting to wonder if maybe it's not the entire plot of the movie. And then Caleb goes off to see Ralph, the homeless sign guy, to get his backstory. Yeah, and it's great. He says he says to Ralph, you know, why do you do this? And Ralph's like, do what? And I really want him to say, you know, holding piecemeal messages scrawled on cardboard. <laughs> let's, let's really try to drill down into his stick. Like, you know, do you, do you wait until you sure I'm, I've definitely seen it before you, before you write the next one? Right. Because like, what if I don't come by a day and you change up? I'm going to miss one. The message is going to be pointless. Talk, talk me through your strategy here. Also, do you have a Sharpie guy and a cardboard guy? <laughs> right. And he goes, but, but, but when he says like, why do you do this? He goes, do, do what? He goes, you know, homeless all over the place you know he goes oh yeah that's what he meant that's what the question was why do you be homeless was his opening question (laughs) yes he's like it's so that i can spread the word of jesus and he goes really he's like well no actually it's because of a tragic backstory and alcoholism let me tell it to you (laughs) (laughs) no i lied in the movie now i'll tell you Yeah, so we flash back to once upon a time, he was a very successful lawyer, but then his wife and daughter died on Easter Sunday because he was working too hard at lawyering. I'm pretty sure there is a middle ground between working too hard and living on the streets, drunkenly preaching to expressionless skateboarding teenagers who are in their 30s. There's a middle ground you can hit. Centrist. (laughs) And then in sad admission of the kind of people they know are going to watch this movie... Caleb's immediate response to this is, so did you beat up the guy who killed your family, the drunk driver? Did you did you kick his ass or whatever? And he goes, no, he only got three years in prison and I hated him for so long. I wanted his family to die in the same way. And I'm like, that's fucking harsh, dude. Come on, Ralph, calm down. Uh, he's like, but then I forgave him. Jesus, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Because I did what it said in the Bible. There is a point where he says, you know, I just I just wish that I'd have been driving. But like, that just sounds like a massive slam on his dead wife's driving skills. Because she was really shit. Like she was not safe behind that wheel ever. Right. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Otherwise. Yeah. Everybody thinks they would have like drifted around the drunk driver and turned backwards for a little bit. Flip back. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Right. You would have just also been dead. Right. But then, so he says, but then I learned to forgive the guy who drunk drivingly killed my family because forgiveness is important. And Caleb says, it sounds like it's about time for you to forgive yourself, Ralph. Boom. Fixed his homelessness. Next guy. <laughs> yeah. This this was the wise teenage skateboarder yes. thing. Yeah. It, like the movie got the wise advice trope backwards. And they <laughs> right. and what they accidentally landed on, or maybe I'm, they, it's a white savior instead of the wise advice thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. I could only come up with the white man's Borden, but I it's not quite. <laughs> Rudyard kick flip. Nope. <laughs> All right. So so then he meets Joey at the park and he's like, hey, man, there's a plot still going on with a rivalry between you and Ryder. I don't understand what it is at all, but it's there. And he goes, really? I thought, why would it be there? He's like, I don't fucking know, man, but we need something to fill out act three with. 
So yeah, my, my copy froze during this scene and I didn't care enough to try and find one that works. So <laughs> even my copy was like, it's, it's fine. You don't need to see this bit. It's fine. There's, there'll be other stuff that we will be more pertinent later. Right. No, it, it wouldn't have helped to fill you in on anything because he's just like, what are you going to do about Ryder? And he's like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, yeah, us, the audience would also like those parameters filled in. A bit. <laughs> yeah. We watch him be like, I don't know. Is, how does that even relevant to my plot right now and then joey has to like realize that that's dumb too and be like died he punched me once you can see Ryder. Ryder beat me up and then he goes yeah all right i'm in and i'm and we're all like into what what are you into he goes but we're gonna do it my way at the skate park and i'm like i feel like that's his way too. That's where you guys met. Was at skate park high <laughs> noon. Still, okay, man. I, I I feel like you're trying to defend me because it's still not clear though what you mean. What, what are you in? What? What's at high noon? All right. So so okay. We have to cut back to John's office one more time. He's also looking pensive. Stupak is all fired up to go. Right. Stupak comes and he's like, "It's time for the big meeting, sir, with the inspector." I assume that's the engineer with the staircase issue. I don't know. But what they say is we've got a plan to deal with the inspector, which sounds awfully a lot like a lawsuit waiting to happen. So no, it, it was meant to be inspected, but we had a plan to deal with that. Oh, yeah, right. And that's right. why 3,000 people died. It's yeah. essentially what we're trying to get to. But John says, you know, I've come to appreciate the wisdom in your tirade earlier when I fired you the last time we saw you as a character in this film. <laughs> Thanks for telling me off. That was just the act two turn I needed, it turns out. You're promoted to partner. <laughs> partner? Just out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I wanted Stupak to show up the next day and everyone in the company is a partner because he had the same <laughs> redemption speech with all of them. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's called Sanco and Stupak and Davis and Willis and Kramer. Yeah, yeah that's just... Sanco et al. It's go yeah, it goes all the way around this, uh, the, the building now. But yeah, no, so yeah, that's how jobs work, apparently. But he's got something important to do. He has to go and watch his kids skate because apparently he knows now that Caleb is in. You know what? I'm going to go find Caleb. He's probably doing a high noon skating thing. That's what he's <laughs> how does he know this? All right. So, okay. So now we're at the skate park waiting for Caleb to show up. Ryder's there. Ryder's sponsor the guy with the weird still silly hat from earlier, he's there and he's mad at Ryder because he was mean to the homeless guy because their brand isn't about being mean to the homeless guy, damn it. Oh, I didn't get any of that. I've, I thought the movie actually just cut several scenes about whatever this was and they forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you know, we don't just sponsor him because he's a good skateboarder, but you do. That's that's how sponsorship works. It's, yeah, it's like, this This guy's a really big, good skateboarder. Let's put him in front of people with our logo on. That's sponsorship. Yep, that's how it works. But yeah, but they, but they need him to be a good person as well, which means not beaten up on the homeless guy. And also, Liverpoolian Angel shows up at this point, too. He's just like, yeah, I'm also with him. And very important. We do get a little bit of his Scouse accent because he do that whole thing about what is it like if a man gains such and such and but loses himself. And he, say, and he says, well, if he gains the world, he's like, yeah, you'll never get rid of that. Uh, <laughs> that, that one vowel will stick with you your entire life. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. So meanwhile, they're waiting for Caleb to show up and they're like, is Caleb even going to show up? And they're like, literally every time he showed up, it's been right after somebody said, is he even going to show up? So yes, he's going to show up. Right? Oh, it's there he so is. Good. Okay. Yeah. But show up for what? What contest is happening? Know. Nobody knows. And we find out right now that literally nobody knows. Mm. They all meet up and they're like, all right. So, so 
What are we? Um, what are you doing here? What are, are we, we doing? A like a showdown of some sort. <laughs> so Joey just says the word trick like fifteen times in a sentence, and that suffices for rules okay. for a competition. He's like, yeah, trick for trick, trick. They're going to do trick, horse trick. with mm-hmm. skateboarding. Trick. Right, right. They're going to play a game of skate. Yeah, which is horse for skateboard. Nobody knows that it's called that apparently, but they're going to do a <laughs> one letter game of skate. Right, you call the trick and then you got to do <laughs> yeah. it. They're going to do. S- yeah, <laughs> play a game of s- yeah, exactly. So. They have to do a coin flip to see who's going to go first. And that matters because it's only one fucking letter in this game. It's like NFL overtime. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. But Ryder wins. So it's Ryder's turn first. Now, I know that they have to, for the movie's sake, build up from little tricks to big tricks. But in reality, you do like good stuff right away. So like his first Mm. try, his first trick is a front side 50 50. I'm like, well, why talk shit about it then, dude? Right. And I mean, I feel like the rules should be you rotate back and forth. Like you hit, you do a trick, they hit your trick, then it's the other person's turn. No, yeah, but not in this game. Yeah. No. Otherwise, you just do like easy tricks a million times in a row and hope they lose first. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that would be the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to game this. Even in this, you're like, no, there's a, there's a really simple way to game yeah, this. There is. <laughs> if that was the rules, you would never do something hard because you would just make sure that they don't have this chance that they would fall. Oh, actually, no, that, that, then it makes sense why his next trick is a 180 and his next trick is a backside 5 0 grind. Yeah, no, it's because he's doing some pretty 101 skating here. <laughs> but on the backside 5 0 grind, Caleb cracks one of the trucks on his skateboard. Okay. Can he even go on? Okay. First of all, trucks are pieces of solid, thick metal. And he and he says, I cracked my truck. He cracked both of those trucks doing this? Oh, I thought he was just cra- he had just cracked one, but yeah. I didn't even write the word trucks down. Yes. I, I just I just left it. He's 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 broken his board. Oh how how disappointing. That's where I went with uh, my level of skating knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But okay. But just then Liverpoodly and Angel calls him over. And he goes this is the greatest moment in this movie and probably the greatest moment in any movie I've watched in, in, in this year for this show. He goes, maybe it's time you tried this. And he hands him a skateboard with a big ass picture of Jesus on the bottom <laughs> of it. <laughs> and it's the crucifixion. He's got crucifixion porn on the bottom yes. of his skateboard like a fucking psychopath. Yes. Just hands it to him like a samurai sword. Yes. And pulls it out. so dumb. <laughs> It might as well come out of a goddamn sheath. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> so, oh, and just then John Schneider runs up to watch the end of their game of skate. And this is so weird. They put the dad in a cloth cap and aviators for the first time he's ever worn a hat at any point in this film. And I genuinely <laughs> struggle to recognize him, yes. which is a weird choice at this point. Right. Why not just make him look like he looks? Yeah. So, so okay. Now Ryder tries a trick, but he wipes out on that trick. So now it's Caleb's turn to set the trick. And Joey walks up to him and he goes like, hey, man, what trick are you going to try? And he goes, I'm going to try a hard flip back lip, which is like a genuinely very difficult trick. And Joey goes, well, do you think this is a good time to try something that you've never done before? (laughs) And the answer to that question is no. This would be a very terrible time to do that, right? Literally yeah, the worst stupid thing The yeah. worst possible time and the worst possible time to try something that you've never done. It's like the worst strategy in the game and the worst time to do that thing. But, but counterpoint, it is the name of this movie. Yes. Well, so like <laughs> someone he should do the thing that's the name of this movie. I had been waiting for a hard flip for a very long fucking time at this point. <laughs> I was really excited about it too. 
But yeah, but because, of course, the trying the hard trick is analogous to trying Jesus at this point, then, of course, he has to say, this is a perfect time to do it. And in, it is in this movie because, of course, he nails it. To a very underwhelming response that the people are not bothered. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, because like it is a really hard trick, but it's one of those tricks where like if you don't really know skateboarding, you'd be like, oh, is that better than the last one? <laughs> yeah. right. I, I was very much that. You might as well have been reading my notes there, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, and then Ralph holds up his wisdom and the crowd goes wild-ish. Ish. And oh, this in case you didn't get it from before, this is where they show a flashback to all of Ralph's signs to show you that it spells out fucking Second Corinthians four or five or whatever. Well, it shows all the ones except for you know the few that he did. That yes, didn't right, go the, with ones the verse that didn't when he gave up on that yes. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> also, that verse has nothing to do with what just happened. No, or, has, the movie. or no. anything else relevant in the film. It starts with therefore. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, just start with if. Yes. If anyone yes. is in Christ, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Oh, they could have got through this movie in an hour and a half if you just had one fewer second. <laughs> so, and, then, and then, by the way, the movie ends. We don't even see Ryder try the hard flip back lip. I uh, was furious. <laughs> yeah, I was so angry. I'm so angry. I was angry for hours after watching that. That's literally the end of the movie. He yes. doesn't get to, the uh, the bad guy doesn't get to do the finale thing. We don't even see the end of the competition. Nope. We don't care about the competition, but you still don't show us the end of it. That's so infuriating. Yeah, you're still you still Ugh. have to show us how it ends. All right, so uh, abrupt ending aside, is there a moral to this story? You have to let both people do the trick. This is not a contest unless both people do the trick. <laughs> team Ryder, team Ryder all the way. I'm with you, too. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think the moral is if you ever need anything, just make absolutely sure you've got access to a rich dad and a famous pro skater. Oh, so, there fun. you go. <laughs> <laughs> really? Takes all the stakes out of the whole thing, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? <laughs> and, well, that's going to do it for our review of Hard Flip. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to fall back into this gravity well next week. So, Heath, tell us, what's on deck? We're going to be watching In Search of Dudley Dumpling. I believe it is puppet-based, like one we've done before. Oh, hooray. Ooh. That won't be creepy at all. <laughs> all right, so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 363 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Martian. If you'd like to check out his other work, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Also, an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn only access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving a five-star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sublink shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation Data, D&D Minus, and The Skeptic Credit available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slavic of Drafts on Mars. All the other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of life this week. For Ethan Wright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions. Promise to work harder or another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Joey's video of Caleb skating in a perfectly straight line went on to get zero views on YouTube. <laughs> right? John Schneider went on to not hurt anybody. <laughs> I'm sure he did not. Caleb demanded his $400 back, but Ryder explained that they never made any kind of bet whatsoever, and also he never got a chance to do the final trick, so nothing about that entire contest had any stakes or ramifications. 
<laughs> Heath's going to be mad about this shit until Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh, don't go too gruff because I have to be gruffer by a little bit. Yeah. yeah that will not be a problem. I promise you that will not be a problem. <laughs> okay. We'll find out. If you outgruff me, I'm Marsh. Cutting. Marsh has never outgruffed anyone. <laughs> no, kidding. no, absolutely not. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.